Welcome, ladies and gents, to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I know what you're thinking. Is this going to be a fucking regular thing where we're going to post on Mondays? Well, no, it is not. But your boy is being fucking run ragged. I have not had a day off of work in over four weeks now. And I just wrapped up another 60-hour work week. So if you would, just bear with me. Uh, let's go ahead and start getting some house cleaning shit in order. I appreciate you listening into this podcast. If wherever you're listening, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to. We are up to six five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And besides just leaving the five stars, uh, you can also tell us what you think of the podcast. My boy Ron C., I greatly appreciate it. I saw your review. And also, if you haven't already, check out our social media. We have a Facebook and a Instagram account. In Facebook, it is under the number 2A Lifestyle. And on Instagram, it is two spelled out, A Lifestyle. Also, if you like what we're doing here, we do have a Patreon. I would appreciate if you could support us. We are over the point now where the Patreon is supporting the bandwidth for this podcast, so anything else is going straight to the podcast. We are trying to get this as a video podcast. We're trying to get some more interviews. We're trying to look for some sponsors. If you would like to sponsor the podcast, reach out to me at 2alifestyle at mail.com or reach out to me on social media. Uh, Also, we are looking for ideas for reviews. We're looking for ideas in the culture segment. So if there's something, a book, a movie, a video game, anything that you want us to talk about in the culture segment, or if there's something that you want us to review, reach out to us. We will see if we can reach out to the company and see if they'd be willing to send us something for review or for T&E. Also, reach out to that company and let them know that you would like to hear their product to be reviewed on the 2A Lifestyle. We're going to start trying to write some articles on our website, which if you haven't already, it's under podbean.2alifestyle.com. So go check out our website there. We are trying to get this a little bit more expanded. We are now into 15 episodes of the podcast, this being number 16. So we're trying to expand the podcast, get a little bit more into it. And speaking of that, I will be at a rifle competition this weekend in Georgia. I'm going for the podcast. Also going to be helping our boy Tactical Dalai Lama. Uh, He is helping out a rifle match in Georgia this weekend. It's going to be put on by Ash Hess. If you haven't already, go ahead and check that out. I'm going to be posting some good pictures and I will go ahead and there's going to be some companies there. So hopefully we'll reach out, maybe get some people as interviews on the podcast, either the companies or the competitors themselves. Uh, So we're going to try and do that and I will definitely be posting some good pictures on social media. Also be having some videos and some good shit like that of some people's cool setups they have for their rifles. I've been seeing on their Facebook page shit that they've been posting of the rifle that they're getting ready and geared up and and all that kind of good shit for the competition. It's going to be some good stuff. Well, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and start getting into the podcast. And again, I greatly appreciate it. And let's start getting into this bitch. All 
right, going into the main segment of the podcast, we're going to have a ton of news. This isn't just kind of, it's going to have kind of a arcing theme of just kind of the gun control and shit that's being pushed out there. We also have some good news stories in here mixed in that's not necessarily gun control. Uh, I've always fucking done it as start good news, throw in all the bad shit, and then kind of end with some good news. That way it kind of takes the sting out of all the good shit. Get yourself in a good mood, fucking down yourself with all the bad news, and then end with some good news. So that way it kind of picks you up and hopefully kind of gets you over the bad shit that you heard. So let me know how this fucking works because there's a lot of bad shit in this shit sandwich. Good bread, but horrible shit in between. First thing that we're going to talk about is Amoland, a article that came out on the 26th. It's, uh, it is fucking titled Border Patrol's Vadaz. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his last name, but Border Patrol's Vadaz wins 10th straight NRA National Police Shooting Champion. This is pretty impressive and if you don't know the border patrol actually has a really good shooting team they have a really good marksmanship program there uh, i know some border patrol agents they have uh i mean they do a pretty good job on their marksmanship training uh first name is robert but it's robert vadaz uh he was at the mississippi law enforcement officers training academy uh, where he won his 10th consecutive nra national police shooting championship title it's actually his 11th win in 12 years so he had a little break there where somebody actually beat him uh before he he started winning his 10 straight one uh, 10 straight championship titles uh, he goes on to be quoted in this article where he stated it goes beyond personal pride it means I'm able to show my sons what it takes to dedicate yourself to something and actually succeed he is now in his 19th year of competition shooting and Vidaz's rookie season actually saw him perform as a master class shooter pretty fucking impressive he goes on to be quoted in this article where he says I can't begin to explain the benefit of being a part of the Border Patrol National Pistol Team you can you can trace back our shooting lineage all the way back to 1935. In the 1940s, we were competition in winning at, uh, I guess he fucking either, mis- well, he was either misquoted or he just was fucking drambling on and misquoted shit, I guess. Uh, but in the 1940s, we were competition in winning at Camp Perry as an agency. Once PPC started, we jumped on board and never left. That means that there are hundreds of years of collective shooting experience to draw from. So I had the benefit to learn from 10 guys who were on the team for 20 years, and each of them learn from 10 guys who are on the team for 20 years and so on. It was all about the bullseye, he states. A millimeter here or a millimeter there can make all the difference. It might sound obvious, but hitting a bullseye makes your life so much easier. This is uh, Vedaz's, this year Vedaz finished the championship with 26 more bullseyes than any other competitor. Pretty fucking impressive. I guess he's right when he's talking about a millimeter here, a millimeter there when you're focusing on the bullseyes because fucking 26 more bullseyes than any other competitor. It's pretty fucking impressive. All right, well, that was the delicious bread of the shit sandwich. So now let's start getting into the shit. Uh, but this is also coming from Amland. This was posted on the 25th of September. And the headline states, New York State sends cease and desist orders to sites selling 80% lowers. Now, this is some pretty bullshit. This is just the NR, uh, the New York State Attorney General flexing on gun owners, gun companies, just like they're flexing on the NRA, even though the NRA is probably guilty of some shit. Uh, they are feeling feeling obviously emboldened in attacking the NRA and apparently gaining some traction. So they are starting to attack retailers, uh, obviously trying to, uh, fl- you know, see if the commerce clause can maybe be overturned, even though New York City uh, is obviously uh, being embroiled right now in the Supreme Court and most likely is going to lose that case uh, on their gun control, not allowing gun owners to travel to and from gun ranges. They are allowed to have them in their home. They're allowed to have them in gun
gun ranges, but they're not allowed to have them in travel to and from gun ranges, uh, just putting more restrictions on lawful gun owners in the city. Uh, so the New York State Attorney General has actually uh, sent cease and desist orders to websites selling 80% lowers and receivers. They're quoted in this article as saying, uh, the cease and desist order states that your website inadequately, or yeah, your website inadequately warns New York consumers that using these products in the manner for which they are intended and advertised could resist or could result in imprisonment and or fines. One site targeted uh, by the Attorney General in the uh, of New York is 80lower.com. Uh, MLN was able to identify that this site is one of the ones targeted uh, based off of a no FFL thumbnail included in the Attorney General's press release. Uh, now, buying and rebuilding AR-15s from an 80% lower is legal in New York State if it complies with the SAFE Act of 2013. Uh, New York law does ban semi-automatic rifles with detachable magazines and one additional listed of uh, one additional listed cosmetic feature. Uh, the website in question are actually not breaking any state or federal laws. Uh, basically, the New York State Attorney General is stating that they're basically not giving their consumers a fucking lecture on New York State gun laws, which if you live in New York State, you most likely know fucking New York State gun laws because if you're a lawful gun owner, which most of these people, honestly, think about it, if you are a lawful gun owner and you're buying an 80% lower, uh, you got to have some sort of knowledgeability of how guns work and how they function and all that kind of stuff because you've seen the horror stories of Bubba's fucking buying these 80% lowers and getting them all jacked up and shit. Uh, so, you know, it, it's kind of just flexing. Like I said, they're feeling emboldened uh, from the attorney general or from the attorney general dealing with the NRA and their investigation there. The attorney general is successful in enforcing the cease and desist order if it is emboldened, uh, you know, and emboldens them to pursue actions against other sites. They fear that they will target other sites of non-regulated gun parts such as lower kits. So again, this is a, like I've stated in numerous times, if you give these gun control grabbers, these gun grabbers an inch, they're going to take more than a mile. They're going to take a fucking hundred miles from you. So like I said, because they're feeling emboldened from the NRA, this is their next step. If they are successful in any form or fashion with this step, they are obviously going to go against any other thing. Uh, like, you know, the article states lower parts kits. They could obviously go for other things uh, like uh, fucking optics, you know, because in, uh, you know, any gun grabber can see an optic on, you know, a big old scary black gun, a modern sporting rifle, and they're going to say oh, that's a sniper rifle. So there's numerous things that they can go after after this if they're successful in doing this. Uh, the attorney general accuses companies of fraudulent and deceptive trade practices. Uh, this does not address the fact that the parts can also be used to assemble firearms that are perfectly legal in New York. Under the order, the targeted companies have five days to show the attorney general of New York why they should not take an enforcement action against their site. The attorney general's office will be the sole decider if the companies have done enough not to be targeted. So ain't that a bitch. You are being bullied into uh, going against or going against attorney general of a state, which is a pretty big position. And if you don't do it, uh, then the actual, in, in the article it states, if the, tar if the targeted sites refuse to stop advertising and silly 80% lowers receivers, the parts and the jigs within five days, then the attorney general will start fining the companies $5,000 for each violation of the cease and desist order. So if you don't do it according up to their snuff, uh, because they're the ultimate deciders in this, it's not like they're going to have an independent third party or if they just put a little something on there that says, which I'm sure they do because it is a company and most companies do. You can go to like Brownells or Midway USA uh, or all these other companies. You know, they at least have uh, make sure that this, you know, firearm part, firearm, whatever it may be, uh, is in compliance 
compliance with all of your state and local regulations. Uh, the letter also requires company to keep all records of sales of the items in questions, i.e. 80% lowers, and that they do not want the companies to delete any customer information, including names, addresses, and purchase history. So basically, they are telling, you know, if you don't comply uh, with adding all this bullshit that they're wanting to their sites, but also if you don't comply in keeping the customer's names, information, and purchase history because they are wanting a de facto registration so they can come after these lawful gun owners that are using these 80% lowers to hopefully build legal firearms in their state because, you know, unless you want to go to jail, which in these gun grabbing states, they will put your ass in jail if you do anything to violate their gun laws because they see that as a big ass notch on their belt that they put a gun owner in jail for violating their gun control laws, their unconstitutional gun control laws. Uh, so, I mean, just ain't that a bitch. That is fucking ridiculous. Next story we have actually comes from CBS Los Angeles. Uh, it is was published on the 17th of September and basically Carson Council fails to pass tighter restrictions on guns and guns dealers. So Carson, California City Council was attempting to pass unlawful gun control uh, in their municipality. Uh, basically what it states is that this article says dozens of residents said that the resolution as written would only empower criminals to infringe on their Second Amendment rights and cost the city hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees battling out in court while the others accused uh, Robles, which is a Carson City Council official of political grandstanding. Had the resolution passed, some of the residents said that they would have left the state and others said that they would have left, they would have sued the city themselves. Carson Municipal Code currently has a ban on the sale of assault weapons and also the possession of assault weapons. And again, this is in the article. They all are modern sporting rifles uh, and has strict regulations on the sale and purchase of ammunition. Bing, bing, ding. Fucking Walmart started that trend. The new resolution, which directs staff and the city's attorney's office to implement the new regulations, would have expanded on those current bans. Basically, they would have said gun dealers would have been confined to certain zones and could not be at least a mile or could not be within a mile of schools, churches, banks, and neighborhoods. And the resolution also called for a ban on the possession of these guns on all city property and recreational areas. So no parks, any other shit like that. Ultimately, the vote was tied to two, but because of some absences, it was not allowed to pass. Thank God. So if you are in California, and we say this on this podcast numerous times, please, please, please join your state gun advocacy groups. Uh, join national groups. Join FEC, FEF, GOA, Second Amendment Foundation. Do what you need to do because, unfortunately, you know these groups. Not so much maybe the state, the state, the state groups, but these national groups like FPC, FPF, all those others. Like I stated, they just do not have the resources to go and lobby these city councilmen. And most likely, lobbying these city councilmen would be for not anyway, because the city councilmen were obviously elected in liberal cities, and so therefore they are liberal themselves, and they pride themselves on passing these unconstitutional gun control uh, regulations, municipal codes, laws, all that kind of stuff. But if it was going to happen, it would be these organizations that would take this kind of legislation to to appellate courts, to Supreme Court, to overrule them and try and set some sort of case law to where this cannot happen again in other municipalities. So please, if you live in California, join your local or your state gun advocacy aid, uh, organizations, join national organizations. And if you don't live in California, I personally have donated uh, to gun advocacy groups in California. I bought merchandise, I donated uh, because to me, you know, I'm a, a political science minor and also a history major as an undergrad. And if you don't know the old saying, so goes California, so goes the rest of the country. And that's what's happening is they're testing these things 
in California to see how they work to try and get the bugs out of them, uh, the legislation and shit. And that's what happens. You know, look at fucking abortion, look at uh, marijuana laws, look at gun control legislation, uh, shit like that. So that's what needs to be done. Uh, if you have time, call the Carson City Council and let them know uh, that you will donate to organizations that will fight gun control uh, municipal regulations like this. Next uh, fucking story actually comes from my neck of the woods in Alabama. Wicksburg changes gun fundraiser after controversy. This comes from uh, WTVY uh, and it was posted on the 23rd of September. And this, you know, her name is Brandy Roth Locke, but I'm just going to call her Karen from this whole fucking timeout. Karen became furious when she saw a flyer showing that Wicksburg Quarterback Club was planning to raffle off 20 guns. A, the raffle is now canceled because of complaints by Locke and others. I would like to know how many fucking others there were. You know, they can't say dozens because I guarantee you it was probably Karen and the two bitches that she likes to hang out with and does yoga with in the morning uh, because her husbands are obviously off to work while they just sit home on their fat asses and don't do anything. She states in this article that those in Parkland, those at Sandy Hook, all of those communities, even back to Columbine, how in the world would those families feel about a school system that supports adding weapons to the community? It's fucking Alabama. There's fucking guns everywhere. Get over it, bitch. She said Brandy has witnessed other gun violence multiple times. In some cases, the violence has been self-inflicted. I'm interested to see what the hell she's talking about. I mean, is this fucking lady EMT or something? That's the only way I can think about it. If she actually saw people inflict, you know, gun violence onto themselves, basically she's talking about suicide. Uh, and what is she seeing all this kind of gun violence? Move to a safer neighborhood if you are that fucking, you know, in a neighborhood that has that kind of bad shit. Uh, it's fucking retarded. Basically what I got was uh, after she called the quarterback, uh, actually no, she called the school system uh, and she called the quarterback club trying to get a change and she said basically what I got was I hear you but we're not going to change anything. Well, yeah, because it's fucking Alabama. Uh, she goes on to say, I just think that there's no justifiable reason, ju no justifiable reason or justifiable place for guns or weapons to intersect with schools and our school kids. Uh, Locke is also a member of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. Shocker. I was wondering where she got the fucking propensity to do this kind of shit. Uh, but basically, she called the school system. School system says, I understand you, but the quarterback club is a private organization. There's nothing we can do about it. And even though they give the money to the school, so basically, she, you know, she's trying to fucking say, hey, they're raising money for my kids, uh, so let's fucking stop them from raising money. Uh, the quarterback club actually did end up bending under pressure, and instead of raffling off 20 guns, they're raffling off gift cards of equal value. All right, that's going to be kind of the local and state news around the country. Let's start getting into some of the national shit. In the national news, we're going to be talking about, actually, I'm sorry, before we go into the national news, there's one more article. I uh, got fucking misshuffled in my paper stack here. Uh, I'm just, I like having a paper stack instead of hearing clicks and shit like that. Uh, this actually occurred in Florida. So we have Alabama Karen. This is going to be Florida Karen. For the Florida man, well, this is Florida Karen man. Uh, Democrat sends police in tapir to man's house over a meme. Now, I will say this shit right here. I have said that I work in law enforcement and it has been shocking that since basically they're trying to stifle free speech and it's become national news, I've actually had some fucking people come to me to try and get law enforcement action against people in memes. Uh, it has been insanity. Uh, I have basically told them to kind of get over it. You're an adult. Uh, nothing illegal has happened. You know, it's been no kind of threats or anything. Uh, but that's what this Florida Karen basically said she thinks this fucking meme was over. But this Karen in Florida uh, is a wife of a Weston, Florida city commissioner. She actually filed a police report after a Florida man posted a meme to a Facebook group. Peter Van Antwerp
Corpin, a resident of Watson, was upset that some people in the Weston government joined a lawsuit to eliminate preemption law in Florida. And basically, you know, it goes on. And if you don't know, Weston is in Broward County. So that kind of gives you maybe a little bit of fucking backward uh, back idea of what's going on with this shit. But the idea prevents counties such as Broward County from passing local gun ban laws and mandatory gun buybacks. Van Antwerpen posted a meme of Charlton Heston holding a rifle with the caption from my cold dead hands. In the social media post by Van Antwerpen, a few anti-gun politicians were named. Van, er- Van Antwerpen wondered if the gun banning politicians were going to lead the confiscation themselves. And basically, this Florida Karen, uh, she actually was the wife of one of those uh, anti-gun politicians that joined the lawsuit. And she was upset. She thought that she was actually in fr- you know, fear of her life, even though her name was actually never even thrown into this. Beth Jafe, uh, Karen, who is the wife of a city commissioner, Brian, uh, yeah, Brian Jafe, or Hefe, I don't know, you know, it's G J A F F E. I'm saying Jafe, felt that the meme was threatening her life. Karen contacted the district office of the Broward County Sheriff's Office and asked for them to investigate Antwerpen. Four members from the newly formed threat assessment unit showed up banging on Van Torpen's door. The deputies entered the house with full tactical gear. The police did not have any warrants. Now, I wonder, you know, this is a fucking news agency, so you have to wonder how much they're exaggerating this shit. But what is full tactical gear fully consist of? Do they just show up in bulletproof vests, which is a standard issue and standard mandatory gear for a police officer to wear every day so they, uh, you know, don't die or have some sort of protection? And actually, in some departments, if you don't wear a bulletproof vest when you're required to wear one and you're killed in the line of duty, that department can actually deny you any death benefits. Um, you know, it makes me wonder what exactly they mean by full tactical gear. And this threat assessment unit, um, this is basically a new unit that was created at the Broward County Sheriff's Office after Parkland uh, because, you know, there was all the warning signs that the Sheriff's Office sh- down there should have done something to commit this kid uh, or do something to make sure that he was not a danger to others, uh, but they didn't. So now they've committed, you know, created this new team, uh, which any fucking good idea fairy uh, would do. I'm telling you, you know, if you were in the military, you know what the good idea fairy is, and that's what's happened. Uh, but Van Torpen explained the meme and asked the lead investigator if the meme broke any laws. The sheriff's deputy admitted that it did not break any laws, and the investigator concluded that Van Antwerpen was not a danger to anyone. But I guarantee you that because this fucking politician and this politician's Karen already signed up for a lawsuit, you know, the Broward County Sheriff's Office is probably getting the shit suit out of him over Parkland, uh, just basically did not want to get sued anymore, so they just basically said, hey, how are you doing? Did you post this meme? Alright, are you a threat to anyone? No? Okay, they're gone. Because they didn't want to get the shit suit out of him. Van Antwerpen filed to get the police report. Now, this is interesting. Van Torpen file, filed to get the police report, but it took the Broward County Sheriff's Office three weeks to supply the report. Three fucking weeks. That is a little fucking ridiculous. Van Antwerpen noticed that Beth Jafe Karen took out the complaint against his post, and Van Antwerpen's wife and Jafe has had run-ins in the past. Now, that is interesting. Uh, you know, in here, it states that they're obviously on both, you know, opposite sides of the political spectrum, uh, but Karen, who has also been, has a history of against Van Antwerpen's wife themselves and their family, uh, you know, so there's a history there. And this right here goes to show why red flag logs are a fucking horrible idea. Uh, is anybody that has a personal grudge can say you're a threat to them and they can use the red flag laws as a precursor to take away your civil liberties. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Another person Jeff named in the complaint is Janet Klomberg. Uh, Karen called her a white supremacist, a bigot, and a racist. Again, when people who have no good logic or reason uh, against your 
ideas, they just go back to name calling uh, or obviously try to red flag you. Uh, one anonymous Democrat stated that she equates what Jafe did to swatting, which is exactly fucking right. That's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Again, I implore you to please call down there and say that what she did, I mean, what she did should be illegal. It, it should be illegal. You need to, uh, if you live in Florida, uh, you need to call your fucking local county and state government and have, you know, if you want to pass red flag laws, okay, well, guess what? If you abuse those red flag laws, you yourself should have your freedom taken away from you because you are essentially taking away somebody's civil liberties and freedom themselves because of your personal vendetta. It's just absolute fucking insanity. All right, well, that's going to be the, the local news. Now we're going to start getting into the national news of what's going on with all this fucking gun control and stuff. Uh, and this is an article actually from The Hill. Uh, this was published on the 21st of September. And basically it states, uh, the title is, O'Rourke Gun Confiscation Talk Alarms Democrats. And it should, because I'm telling you, uh, in Alabama up until 2010, Alabama government was completely run by Democrats. Uh, and, you know, a lot of that was blue dog Democrats. You know, a lot of people that were Democrats switched to the Republicans because they were those blue dogs, but they couldn't see themselves continuing to serve in the Democratic Party when the Democratic Party started to swing far left to progressivism uh, during the years of the Obama administration. Uh, but basically, it states former Beto O'Rourke, uh, you know, former Representative Beto O'Rourke, or Robert Francis O'Rourke. I don't know where he gets the Beto from, but his name is Robert Francis. Every time I think of his name, it just makes me think of fucking Deadpool, the first one where he's like, your name is not fucking Ajax. It is Francis. Uh, and I want any time <laughs> that motherfucker publishes anything on Twitter, publishes anything, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it be, just have fucking Deadpool's face with the word Francis on it. But it states he had, you know, obviously he did a full-throated endorsement of mandatory gun buyback proposal and has raised alarm against Democrats. They see the presidential candidate's proposal as playing into Republican hands, which for most part it is. It is playing right into the hands of Republicans who are Second Amendment supporters, or at least claim to be, and also into the Second Amendment organizations like the FPC, FPF, all that good stuff, because it finally takes the veil off of the progressives' gun control tactics and says, you know, they always say, we don't want to ban all your guns. We want to ban some of the guns, and we're not going to go door to door. Uh, that's just silly. Uh, we expect these law-abiding citizens to turn them in, which would never happen. So Beto, uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke has basically, you know, fucking torn the veil off and says, we're going to go door to door, and we are going to take back every modern sporting rifle, what they call an assault weapon, away from you, forcibly. And a Democrat out of New Mexico, a Senator Martin Heinrich, states, I think we should be focused on the stuff that we can get across the finish line, and I think that was a bit of a gift to the NRA. And I'm sure it was, because I guarantee you, uh, the NRA's numbers, even though they've probably been declining ever since the corruption and the greed has come out in reference to the executive leadership there, I guarantee you they probably got a boost uh, from the boomers and a boost from people that were kind of thinking, eh, you know, I don't really want to join the NRA, uh, but you know what, because Robert Francis O'Rourke said all this shit, I'm going to go ahead and join the NRA. I'm sure their numbers probably got a little bit of a boost. I'm sure their coffers probably got a little bit more filled uh, when that happened. Uh, and, you know, fucking uh, Massey from uh, Kentucky Republican uh, gives Robert Francis O'Rourke points for honesty because that is what nearly every person in there that, you know, wants gun control is thinking. That's what exactly what they want is they want to have full confiscation. They want to go door to door to take away your civil liberties. The fucking, um, the article goes on. Uh, Senator Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, demissed the plan in a conference call with New York supporters reporters this week, but said it should not stop Democrats from moving forward on other measures.
years. Uh, again, you know, this just goes to show in what I've said earlier is that you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. You know, obviously the Democrats are not mainstream Democrats, progressives that are not so, you know, they don't have so much the diarrhea of the mouth, but they say, hey, you know what? That isn't possible right now. Let's go ahead and go after this stuff that we know we can get. Close the quote unquote gun show loophole, maybe get rid of quote unquote assault weapons, maybe get rid of quote unquote high capacity magazines. But their ultimate goal is the total disarmament of the American people to take away those civil liberties. And Robert Francis O'Rourke did this and basically they just, like I said, tore the veil off. Uh, Representative Senate Patrick Maloney, Democrat in New York, said on CNN last week that he would support a voluntary buyback program, but praised O'Rourke for his candor on the issue. Again, they're all trying to minimize and, you know, Robert Francis O'Rourke is the far extreme of aggressivism right now. And I'm sure other Democrats are going to be getting on board with this more of the, the mainstream Democrats, like maybe uh, fucking Bernie Sanders and all those other kind of people. Uh, they're going to be getting on board with the full scale uh, gun confiscation. But Robert Francis O'Rourke is the first one that basically flat out said what we've all been knowing and what we've all thought is that is their ultimate goal is to have full confiscation of what they consider dangerous weapons. And the next article I caught, it actually comes from Politico. Uh, it was published on the fucking 24th, correction, 23rd. Uh, and it is from political, so it is obviously heavily biased towards gun control. Uh, but to me, this is actually was the most comprehensive uh, news article of what's going on currently. Because if you haven't heard, uh, the House of Representatives is going to be voting on uh, certain gun control legislation. Uh, so it's it's starting to come down the pipeline. Does it have a chance to go through with it? Uh, this article kind of tells me thinks that it might actually do so. Uh, you know, President Trump has said that the eight-year war on your Second Amendment is over, but obviously that is false. Uh, and basically what it is, and this is a good thing if you, if you don't know. Uh, on one side, there's Ivanka Trump, the president's daughter and advisor, and of course, Attorney General William Barr. Both are arguing the president to back new firearms restrictions, including expanded background checks for gun sales, i.e. closing the quote-unquote gun show loophole. Basically, what that means is if you have a private sale with an individual, you can do so without doing a 4473 or a background check, but they're trying to say anytime a gun exchange hands ownership, uh, you need to have a 4473 and a background check. And then on the other side, uh, the group includes Donald Trump Jr., which is the president's son, and he's also a very avid hunter. Donald Trump Jr. is actually a very huge proponent of the Second Amendment. Uh, when Donald Trump actually first got into office as president, Donald Trump Jr. pushed heavily uh, on things such as uh, concealed carry reciprocity and actually uh, uh, dismissing and dissolving NFA. Uh, and on the top aide, he's also the top aide of uh, acting White House Chief of Staff Mike Mulvaney. They're both telling Trump if he passes any sort of gun control legislation uh, or supports any gun control legislation that he risks losing his support from conservative base and if he pushes too aggressively on new gun control, uh, they will stay at home and not vote for him in 2020. The competing forces have created a paralysis with just about everybody in the discussion, most notably senators, and have delayed the White House's release of its long-awaited package, possibly jeopardizing the effort to enact what Politico says as meaningful legislation, which basically means any sort of gun control, which is good. If if this thing keeps dragging out gun control grabbers and gun you know gun control activists, they are going to lose momentum and the fucking uh, fervor uh, from such tragedies as mass killings that has happened, like in El Paso, Dayton, Parkland, all those, uh, it's going to be going out of the mind of people and getting out of the memory banks, and we might actually get to save some of our Second Amendment, uh, what we already have, uh, and it's going to take a while. Uh, it's going to have to probably be a new administration, a new Congress leadership for us to possibly get any of our Second Amendment.
time back like we might have had in 2016 uh, after Trump was elected and in 2017 when those politicians were put in office. Trump has actually deployed Barr uh, to speak with senators uh, and talk about potential gun control legislation. Uh, he has talked to uh, Democrats from West Virginia, of course, Lindsey Graham, Pat Toomey, Chris Murphy, uh, a representative from Louisiana, Tom, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, and John Cornyn. If any of these people are your senators, you need to call them and let them know how you feel about gun control legislation. Uh, Manchin uh, says in the article, I would say that not everybody in the White House is supporting the president trying to engage, make something happen, but he is still the president and I think he can make it happen, which Trump is a very magnetic person. I do believe that if he uh, decides that he wants gun control, it's going to happen, unfortunately. And fucking uh, Mike Mitch McConnell in the Senate has said that he is not going to bring up any gun control legislation in the Senate unless he gets clear instructions from the president on what his intentions are. Uh, Barr and Ulan floated a proposal according to Hill staffers that would expand background checks to all commercial sales and would create an entity to perform them. Now, this is fucking stupid, whoever wrote this, or if actually these two ha you know, Hill staffers actually said this, because uh, background checks on all commercial sales are already in place. If you are a commercial business and you sell firearms, you have to have an FFL, and in doing having an FFL, you have to have a 4473 anytime a gun changes ownership. So, I don't I think what they're trying to say is anytime a gun exchanges ownership, whether it be privately or commercially, a background check would have to happen and there would be some sort of new entity or they would probably expand next. Trump described the attorney general as an expert on guns and gun control. Now that is fucking scary considering we know that Barr is such a gun control activist and gun grabber nut. Uh, and the Department of Justice has sent a series of proposals to the White House three weeks ago. Well, three weeks ago, according to this, uh, so it's actually been four weeks ago. So the Department of Justice under William Barr, the attorney general, uh, has sent gun control proposals to the White House as suggestions. Ivanka Trump has also been reaching out to senators since the mass shootings, and among senators she has spoken to is Toomey, who is working with Manchin and Murphy to find a compromise with the White House on background checks. The president's daughter has also spoke with, with Blumenthal, shocker, who is working on a proposal with Graham that would encourage states to establish so-called red flag laws. So folks, it's not only that they're trying to get stuff passed in the federal government, they're trying to pressure the states to enact gun control legislation as well. Uh, it goes on to state that you can strongly support the, and defend the segment while calling for common sense and long overdue form uh, reforms. Uh, Ivanka Trump has posted on Instagram, uh, no ma'am, you are incorrect and you are basically fucking stupid for thinking so. Uh, but that is basically the gist of the political article. Uh, it is very concerning. Uh, as I stated, uh, you need to get off your ass and do something. You need to talk to your representatives. You need to talk to your senators. You need to talk to, uh, you know, the White House. Leave uh, email. You can leave an email. You can call and leave a message. You can write a letter. Doing so is going to put you as saying, well, I did something. I didn't just sit on my ass and wait for them to come take my guns because I'm waiting for the boogaloo or the big luau. Uh, no, you need to do what you can beforehand because, you know, if that shit happens, the fucking chances of you getting clapped are pretty fucking good. Uh, but guess what? If it doesn't happen, you can still keep your shit and sit there cool with your fucking NVGs and your plate carrier, uh, you know, and your Hawaiian shirt and all the good shit. But it needs to happen. You need to get off your ass. You need to call people. You need to write letters. You need to email. Join some sort of fucking Second Amendment FSC court uh, organization. Do something, you know, so that way when it does, you know, if something does happen, you can say, well, you know what? I did everything I could. Here's what I did. Well, folks, that was the chunk of the shit sandwich. So I greatly appreciate and we're going to close with another nice piece of bread and a nice little bit of story. Uh, and this article actually comes from guns.com. It was posted on the 25th and the actual uh, news article is called Healing.
healing through gun therapy. And this is pretty cool. Uh, I, I really enjoyed reading this article. I also really like looking at this guy's Instagram. I'm going to try and reach out to him, see if I can have him on the podcast. Uh, but this guy, um, his name is David Smith. He is 38. Uh, he noticed that he got Parkinson's and he is now known affectionately as the Parkinson shooter. Uh, he is under the Parkinson shooter on Instagram uh, and also as Shaky Dave on the competitive circuit. And what Mr. Smith has done is he realized that shooting in competitions gives him the dopamine release that he needs to stop shaking from his Parkinson's. Uh, Smith also dis- he discovered gun therapy and its benefits after he participated in a study involving Parkinson's patients. I wonder what kind of fucking study that was, to be honest with you. It doesn't say in the article. Uh, a lover of all things guns, Smith took what he learned and applied it diving into gun training. He rapidly discovered that positive impact guns and shootings brought to his health and his life. Once confined to a wheelchair, Smith now walks where he needs to, all because of gun therapy. In uh, mid-2019, Smith moved to Texas, uh, and he's partnering with Instagram's military badassery, uh, which is good because it's given him a facility to do what he needs to do for his gun therapy. Uh, And also, Smith even invites others with disability to come and experience the positivity his gun therapy range and curriculum brings. Uh, I'm, you know, that's all in the article. Uh, I would be very interested to see what his gun therapy and curriculum is. Uh, That's one reason why I like to have him on the podcast. So if you, uh, you know, I'm going to reach out to him. I'll reach out to him if you like to have him on the podcast. Uh, It's a very good story. Uh, I would really love to uh, see what he says and kind of hear his story. And I completely agree. Uh, You know, range therapy, gun therapy, aromatherapy of, you know, smelling the fucking uh, shots being fired and the black powder and all that good stuff. Uh, It's very soothing to me. Uh, You know, as I stated, I hadn't had a day off in four weeks and I just finished a 60 hour work week. But this past Sunday, I did happen to manage to make it to the range and I did it because I needed to fucking hit the range, you know, throw some lead down range, but also just to kind of calm myself of all the shit that has been going on, uh, all the work that I've done. Uh, It's very soothing. Uh, You know, I was, you know, really picked up my USPSA competitions when I was going through my divorce this past year. It really helped me out uh, to just kind of calm my nerves, to soothe, to get rid of the stress, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Good stuff. You know, great story. Uh, But let's go ahead. That's going to be our main segment. Let's go ahead and start closing out and getting into the gun news and review. She's a girl dressed in black from another world. Lives and breathes like a girl from another world. She don't know my name. She don't have the time of day. Celebrate Medicaid till we numb the pain. In the sun, it's still dark like it always rains. She don't feel the same. She don't have the time of day. guys we're in the news and reviews of the gun segment and first thing we're going to talk about is a article that Amalan posted on the 19th uh, it is about surefire's optimized bolt carrier uh, it was a pretty interesting article reading it uh, seeing what surefire has done surefire is making great products out there uh, fucking love their lights uh, they make some awesome suppressors I don't own one myself but I've seen them at the range and, and heard them and you know shot them a little bit uh, the surefire OBC is designed to greatly increase the reliability 
capability of any AR variant rifle, uh, both suppressed and unsuppressed, which I thought was pretty interesting because a lot of times when you add a suppressor onto uh, AR, uh, some things start getting kind of horse fuckery going on. It also comes uh, in the package uh, with the bulk carrier group. It comes with a buffer and a buffer spring. Uh, the OBC allows a delayed unlocking of the bolt during the firing sequence, and it also lowers the chamber pressure by 15%, reducing back pressure gases exiting the ejection port, which is really nice if you're on a suppressor because a lot of times you get that blowback. Uh, and some people only go to certain, uh, you know, get certain brand loyalty and only certain kind of suppressors because of so much uh, blowback. Uh, it also shortens uh, the shortened gas carrier key in conjunction with a shorter buffer allows a 60% increase in the stroke. The increase of the stroke gives the magazine more time to feed and also it gives a uh, less of a recoil, even though an AR doesn't have a whole lot of recoil to begin with, uh, it's less of recoil. Uh, the additional stroke also provides a smoother and more reliable feeding uh, due to the increased inertia. So whenever the bolt carrier slams back home, uh, because it's traveling from a further distance, it's getting more inertia. So you have less of a chance of uh, the bolt carrier not having enough push to push the uh, bullet into the chamber, uh, which is really nice. Uh, and because it has less recoil, it allows for better tracking the sights and more control of the weapon. Uh, that's all on the Land article. Uh, now, here is the fucking kicker. And, you know, I couldn't really find it any cheaper, but the MSRP of this bitch is $399.99. Uh, if you are going to be running suppressed, uh, you already have a little bit of money, obviously, because you're paying that $200 tax stamp, and uh, you're probably buying a pretty nice suppressor, and most likely you're buying a comp so you can have an easy detach uh, and attachment for that suppressor. So $399 might not be too bad. Uh, again, I didn't really see it anywhere cheaper, but I'm sure uh, they're probably somewhere you can buy it from maybe close to $350, but $399 was the MSRP. Now, the thing that I actually was able to put my hands on this past weekend uh, that my buddy brought to the range when we went shooting uh, was the primary weapons MK116 Pro upper receiver in 223 Wildy. Now, this is was a sweet looking upper. I really liked uh, the upper receiver on this. It was, looked a little bit more thicker, uh, gave it a little bit more sleekness to it. Uh, what Also, something that I really liked about this is all the shit that it comes with. Uh, it actually comes with uh, M-Lock, comes with, uh, and this is actually a gas piston, I should say that. This is not a DPI, this is a gas piston upper, uh, but it comes with a uh, three-setting adjustable gas system, a free float M-Lock hand guard, a Raptor, a Radian Raptor charging handle, uh, extended upper receiver, uh, and it was pretty sexy, uh, I will say. It, it was a very sexy gun. Uh, it is, uh, total length is 20 and a half inches. The upper itself is four pounds, four 14 ounces. Um, you know, it just comes with the A2 flash hider, which, you know, honestly, I think, you know, it should come with maybe something a little bit different than just normal A2. But hey, most people, like I was talking about with the uh, Surefire OBC, uh, if you're going to be running suppressed, you're going to have a different flash suppressor, which my buddy did on this one uh, for a quick detach for suppressors. And off of Brownells, this thing actually only runs 650, 649.99, which is not too bad of a price. Uh, get you in, uh, you know, a decent lower receiver, do it yourself, uh, you know, do like a regular fucking, uh, you know, trigger group, all that good stuff, lower parts kit, uh, and, you know, maybe get yourself a Magpul stock, uh, you know, maybe get this rifle just under a thousand dollars. It's not too bad. Uh, it's a, like I said, it's a really sexy looking receiver. Uh, you should ought to go check it out. It's on brownells.com. Again, it's the primary weapons MK116 Pro Upper Receiver and 223 Wild Wildy, however the fuck you want to say it. Uh, but it was pretty nice. It, we were running a lot of Mozambique double tap drills, speeds, and transitions and all that kind of good shit.
it, uh, and it was a tack driver. It was super nice, uh, super sexy. Like I said, the upper receiver on it is not just a standard, uh, M- you know, M16 AR type upper receiver. It was looked a little bit thicker. Uh, had a lot bit more, you know, a little bit more of a sleeker look design. And hey, guess what? It's got fucking two reviews on Brownells, and they're both uh, 5.0s, so five stars. Uh, pretty sexy. I'm definitely, you know, after he did this one, I got you know about four up, uh, four lower receivers back in my gun room uh, that I got, you know, just sitting there waiting for projects uh, or ideas that I have coming through my head. Uh, I'm definitely gonna get this in the near future, probably before the year runs out, for one of those lower receivers. But that's gonna be the end of our gun news and reviews. Let's go ahead and start getting into the culture uh, the culture segment and start wrapping this bitch up. this culture segment, we're going to be talking about fucking Rambo Last Blood. I personally love Stallone. You know, a lot of people don't think he's that good of an actor. Uh, I just like the persona you put on, you know, he puts on in his fucking movies, whether it be a Rocky movie or a Rambo movie. Uh, you know, you know what you're getting with Stallone, so you're not expecting, uh, you know, like fucking Oscar performance level acting, uh, but you're expecting some pretty cool action. Uh, and of course, being a Rambo movie, you're expecting some good shit as well. There's actually not a whole lot uh, in the I am I am mfdb.org section for this uh, for this film, but there's some good weapons in here. Uh, in the film, he has an HK USP. Uh, he has the SIG 226 in there, uh, so kind of that classic uh, hammer fire type weapon. Uh, he has an AK-74 M4A1 carbine, which is pretty badass. He has an old M16A1, and he has a Norinco Type 56. And then in the shotgun, he has a Benelli M1 Super 90. So that's kind of the sexy, cool, new looking little shotgun that he has. Uh, that's actually going to be it for the fucking uh, culture segment. Not a whole lot to it. If you haven't already seen this movie, it's a pretty cool movie. Pretty fucking badass, especially if you're into the Boogaloo, Big Luau kind of shit. Uh, it just kind of shows what happens when it's up to you and you got to take care of your shit. And that's why probably most of y'all are going to get fucking clapped first fucking week the Big Luau happens. So check out. Uh, it's actually in theaters. Came out the 20th of September. Uh, I do recommend that you watch all of the Rambos, of course, before you see it so that way you're kind of caught up on the storyline or at least watch the first one because to me actually that was my favorite one uh all right guys let's go ahead and start wrapping this show up Again, guys, I want to greatly appreciate y'all for listening in to this episode of the 2A Lifestyle. If you haven't already, please hit subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. It helps others reach out uh, to us and helps them find us whenever they're searching for gun-related podcasts on whatever platform they're listening to on podcasts. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our social media. We're under the number 2A Lifestyle. That's 2A Lifestyle, but the number 2 on Facebook. And on Instagram, we're under 2 spelled out 2A Lifestyle because... 
some fucking stupid millennial, I don't know, fucking background shit. Uh, took the number two A lifestyle, so that way it can't be the same as our fucking Facebook. Also, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Uh, we do have a Patreon. If you like what you are hearing, go ahead and support our show. Uh, I'm going to be at Ash Hess's rifle competition in Georgia next week, so be looking on my social media. I'm going to be posting pictures of that, hoping to reach out to some customer uh, um, companies, maybe get them on, talk about some of their products on the podcast, maybe see if they want to send us some shit for TNE and review. Also, maybe going to be looking out uh, for some cool uh, competitors out there. So if you're out there, go ahead and drop us a line on social media or at uh, the number 2A Lifestyle. That's the number 2A Lifestyle at mail.com uh, and let us know what, that you're going to be out there so we can hook up. Uh, I'm going to be out there actually with Derp List. Uh, if you don't know what Derp List is, go check them out on Facebook. Uh, they have some pretty funny shit on there as well, just like what we do. And if you haven't already, uh, please just go ahead, reach out to us, let us know how we're doing. Whether it just, you know, leaving a review on, uh, you know, iTunes or whatever. Actually write something out. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think, what you like, what we could do better. All that kind of good shit. Always looking to improve the podcast. And uh, greatly appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it's getting kind of fucking late and I got to go to work tomorrow as well. Also get my children, uh, make their lunches and get them ready for school. So we're going to go ahead and call this a successful episode if I do say so myself, even though it's a day late. And I'm looking forward to sharing my experiences at the rifle match uh, with everybody next weekend and until then keep it up keep uh, representing that 2a lifestyle leave me in the sun i'm melting like a popsicle get me the flu i'm dying in this hospital i need you close but you got me back to